1: We read the accounts that were given in the scripture and we put these men on pedestals sometimes. Saint Peter, we're expecting him to be the one holding the key to the pearly gate, you know? He's some super special saint. Saint Paul, one of the news shows, this lady lighting a candle and praying to Saint Jude, the patron saint of the impossible. They were men, they were men.
0: When we read the book of Acts, we know that the Lord did miraculous things through the lives of the apostles. Therefore, it can be tempting to elevate them to sort of a superhuman status. Pastor Robert reminds us today that the disciples were mere men who had the power of God working through them. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message.
1: The life that they lived was challenging, impacting. So much so that Paul wrote before the end of the first century, before the end of the apostle Paul's life. He said that the gospel had been preached throughout the world. There were no beepers and cell phones to turn off. It wasn't mass communication. You didn't have email. There was no television. There was no radio. You didn't, these people were just going. They were just going through life. And everywhere they went, people were impacted. Now, yes, they talked about their faith. They, they had to. But so what? The thing that made the difference was the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through them. It was who they were in Christ. That's what mattered. That was what made the difference. There was a dynamic unlike anything that had ever been seen on the planet. Why? Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. See, what Jesus literally said to them is, you're going to receive dunamis when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And by the way, this is a distinct thing that he's describing, separate from their experiences prior to this, with the Holy Spirit. See, he had told him in John chapter 14, he says, the Holy Spirit is with you now and he will be in you. The word that he used are the words, two Greek words. The Holy Spirit, he's been with you. He's been wooing you. He's been teaching you. He's been calling you to himself. He's he's been interacting with humanity from the beginning of creation. The Greek word para, alongside. He's been there all along. The Holy Spirit has been around. He's been... And he will be in you. And the Greek word is in. E-in, though, not I-in. Two different words. But now Jesus uses a third word, a third Greek word, because there's a third experience, a P, coming upon the baptism. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. It, it, my understanding of it growing up, and as a young Christian even, was that it was, it was something you know weird and emotional and strange people speaking in tongues and all kind of weird stuff going on. It's only weird in the sense that it's beyond our human experience. It's God coming in and coming upon. In chapter 20 of of the book of John, Jesus, after his resurrection, encountered some of his disciples. Talk about weird. He's been raised from the dead. They're talking and he he breathes on them, John said, and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And at that moment, they did. And they were made alive by God in Christ. The Holy Spirit moved in and made his home in their physical bodies. Now, that's weird. You follow me? That had never happened before since Adam, you understand that the living God moved in and made a human body his temple. But it happened with these early disciples. And then afterward, he tells them, but we're not done yet. You need to wait. You need to wait. Don't leave Jerusalem until the promise has been fulfilled. Because when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to receive power, and you're going to be my witnesses all over the world, starting right here. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. That's what he wants to happen in your life. It doesn't have to be all emotional and crazy. And it wasn't in my life. It wasn't in my experience. Not long after I became a Christian, a matter of weeks, I was crying out to the Lord, and and I didn't understand. I all I knew was if there's anything more that you have available to me, I want it all. I'm only going to live once on this planet. I want everything that. Almighty God has for me. I trust you. I love you. I know that, that, and if there's more, I want what you have. That's as much as I knew. I didn't know what to expect. Nothing happened. Every night I'm praying. I'm going home from work. You know, I was single. I was living alone. And I'd, I'd get in my living room floor and put my Bible on the floor and just get there and kneel and pray and God, just, baptize me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I just want to be baptized with your Holy Spirit. This went on for a couple of weeks. And one day, just that quiet, gentle voice of the Holy Spirit, it was like the Lord said, I did. What do you mean you did? I did. First time you asked. And as I began to, you know, oh, this sounds like I'm hearing voices. I wasn't. I wasn't. It wasn't like that. But there was an interaction in prayer with God. And as I'm asking him, the Lord reminded me that we receive Anything, everything from him by faith. Did you feel different when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Was there a a physical change, a physical sensation? Did something weird happen? No, I just knew. I just knew that you had kept your promise to me and that, that I was yours. Well, I've kept this promise to you as well. I promised you the Holy Spirit the power to be my witness in the world i've done that just thank you lord just receiving it by faith you understand it wasn't weird it was very natural and even since then the things that i've seen him do supernaturally after the fact you know where there've been situations where i realized oh my goodness that was god speaking to me in that situation that was god redirecting me that was god using me to speak a specific Supernatural word to someone else. It's all been very natural. There have been no bells and whistles. I've not heard like the hallelujah chorus over here in the background somewhere. I haven't felt the warm, oily feeling all over my body that I've heard people describe. I've never had the, you know, rarely ever even get the Holy Ghost uh, bumps, goosebumps, whatever they call them. I just, it's just, no. But it's still a little bit weird when you realize that you said something that specifically answered a question that somebody prayed about the night before. You're like, oh, that was weird. But weird in a good way. God wants you to have His power working in and through your life so that you can be His witness. We read the accounts that were given in the scripture, and we put these men on pedestals sometimes. St. Peter. We're expecting him to be the one holding the key to the pearly gate, you know? He's some super special saint. Saint Paul. One of the news shows, this lady lighting a candle and praying to Saint Jude, the patron saint of the impossible. They were men. They were men. Gail Irwin talks about the fact that These who were closest to the Lord Jesus, you know, Peter, James, and John, he may have kept them closest to him because they were the ones he was most concerned about. (laughs) Loose cannons, one brick shy of a load until he did that work in them. It makes sense when you look at the rest of what he writes that he doesn't choose the most intelligent, the best educated, the most powerful and wealthy. He doesn't select people on the basis of of those things. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. When you come to Him and say, Lord, I want everything you have. I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. I want your dynamic working in my life to accomplish your plan and your purpose because I know that your plan is bigger and better than my plan and I'm willing to work your plan. I just I just want to know that I'm on singing from your music and that I'm Walking in obedience to what you, when you come to Him like that, He will do miracles in and through your life. He will.
0: We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through the radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you were listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy.
2: We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves